Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 128 of Manage the Wild. Today, we're going to be talking about bands and not the kind that you wrap around your $100 bill because I've never seen those because I don't have any of those or your 20s. I couldn't even wrap a band around a dollar bill. But we're going to be talking about bands that you wrap around birds. There are multiple bands for birds. Some are big, some are small, depending on the bird. You can put bands on swallows. You can also put bands on turkeys. And they serve a purpose. Uh, researchers who are trying to understand the lifespan of birds will use bands or trying to determine their uh, life history, the where they're traveling to, where they're migrating to or from, and just overall just understanding how these birds will move about. There is a, a gentleman who he uh, has permission from a wildlife agency where he bans little chickadees every year. He gets a, um, a certain amount of bands and then he sees he's got a camera next to his bird feeder and every time these birds come back each year they will take a picture and if any of the birds that come back and land in front of his camera and have a band on it he'll be able to track them and he was able to track some for quite a few years and so there are multiple reasons why we use bands when i was trapping and relocating turkeys we put bands on those turkeys now we didn't sex them or age them uh we would just band them we would write down the bands that we put on the birds and then we would relocate those birds to different areas and it would give us an understanding of how well these birds are surviving after we were trapping and transporting them so it was more about understanding how well they do once they're relocated were birds living longer periods of time or after we transport them were they dying fairly quickly and so it would help uh, researchers understand those things there are different things that the researchers are always looking in trying to understand um, just the life history of these individual birds it was interesting uh, some of the researchers they would age the birds and when they put the bands on they were a few years later able to get data on how long these birds will live the longest recorded waterfowl from banded birds. A mallard lived over 26 years. Wood duck over 22. A Canada goose lived over 33 years. That's just nuts that they can live that long. Think of all the things they go through. Their migration from north to south, south to north, uh, nesting, having all those predators, all the hunting that goes on. It's just crazy that uh, they can live that long. Good for them. So they serve a huge purpose, and it's not just on waterfowl, but you'll have them on raptors. They have them on little birds. Um, I know um, I, I had a friend in college. He uh, ended up doing a project on grouse. He was banding grouse. Uh, another kid he worked with, he was banding forest grouse. And oftentimes when you send out these bands, uh, they're just not going to come back. You're just not going to have anybody who's going to be able to come across them and, and find these bands in certain situations. And it is what it is. But the bands are big and small, uh, and they all serve a purpose. So a lot of the times we see leg bands, but every once in a while you'll see, you'll come across, a, especially in waterfowl, um, a goose 
that has uh, a bigger, like a, a band, but it's on its neck. And those serve different purposes as well. Uh, there are certain studies out there where researchers need to be able to identify an individual bird from a distance. So the larger the band that's placed on the neck, the easier it is to read with binoculars. And so there's multiple things that go on there. It was uh, a fun day for me, the day I got invited to go out and help uh, band geese. And it was uh, an interesting experience and one that I hope I get to do again just because it was so unique and different from anything I'd ever done. I was told to bring a pair of waders and show up at the wetlands. When I showed up, there was probably 30 to 40 trucks and uh, about 10 or so airboats. And there was an airboat driver and then they would put two to three people on an airboat. You'd have one in the middle who was grabbing the geese from the grabbers and stuffing them in the box. And then you had two people on the front of the boat who were hanging over the boat and they were grabbing the geese as the airboat passed over them. Now the geese that they saw us, they would be super fast and you would have to be quick to grab them. If not, they would dive too deep for you to get to and it would take multiple attempts, but it was fun. I, I ended up grabbing quite a few birds and it was just a completely different experience. The one thing I didn't understand is why they told me to bring waders because every time I would reach over the front of the boat and grab a bird, I'd come back and the water would just fill my waders. Ended up being that I was swimming in my own waders instead of swimming in the water. But it was really interesting. So we would grab these birds, we would hand them back to the person behind us and they would put them in the cages. When all of our cages got full, we would then take them back to the shore and researchers and biologists there would age the birds, sex the birds, and then they would band them, record all that data. And then they could see uh, whether these birds were resident birds or whether they were continuing on in their migration down south. And they could use the band as an identifier. So when people harvest the bird, whether that's a hunter or they come across it dead at a park or whatever, they can collect that band to call wildlife officials and identify the bird and it will just give them a bunch of different data and help researchers understand what's going on with the birds within their area. So it was just a super fun, super unique experience that uh, hopefully you guys get to try one of these days. That's all I got for today. You guys have a great day. Stay wild.